It's time for To The Max Sports, where we talk about sports. They're just two guys, Max and Drew, in a bar talking all things sports. Well, without the bar. And the beer. Wait, why are we in the bar? Hello, 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 and welcome to To The Max Sports. You all know what time it is. It's time for... To The Max Sports. To The Max Sports. (laughs) You always ask that question. I'm going to give you a different answer. <laughs> Rhetorical One question. of these days. <laughs> yeah, that'll really mess me up. <laughs> I'll tell you what messed me up is I'm my own worst critic, so I always go back and watch the shows, and I was watching our show that we did last week, and I said uh, when uh, Scoot Henderson would beat Wembenyaya out for most valuable player of the NBA next season. Obviously, I meant rookie of the year. Oh, I knew I knew you meant rookie of the year. You're still wrong, but but all my loving fans <laughs> may have thought, "What a dumbass!" No, I didn't think you were a dumbass because of that. Well, uh, one person who's not a dumbass is you. You accurately predicted uh, about a 25 game suspension for John Morant. Yeah, I was I was listening to some good ESPN and NBA analysts that were talking about. It. I think I don't know whether I mentioned it last week. The whole the whole suspension for a no contest to a felony domestic violence only got 30. There was no way he was going to be able to go over 30 for this one. And he didn't. He didn't. Uh, I do know there are some requirements that you had said you would like to see as part of that condition. I don't know what they are. I don't even know if the league disclosed what that is. I would be surprised if they did disclose. I'm, I'm a little not happy that, the NBA players association came out and basically said, this is too much. This is too harsh. I know the reason why they have to, but I wish they would just said, okay, you know, this yeah. kid needs to get his head right. And hopefully this helps him. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Well, another lie I told you, Bob, is I need to keep quit lying to you. Uh, I said, I wouldn't see you till after the NBA draft, but then I'm leaving for sunny South Florida on Tuesday. Oh, so you're getting out on the day where it's going to be 105 here. This audio is running like five minutes behind my voice. I don't know if that's supposed to do that or not. No, it's not, but it shouldn't be that bad. Comes and goes. Yeah. But at any rate, um, so having said that, it's so hot outside that I decided to come in where you keep it on ice in here, and we can talk a little bit about the NBA draft. Of course, you know, we know when Benyaya okay. will be the first person to go. Okay. And it's debatable who will go second. I would say probably either Miller or Scoot. Well, yeah, I'll it's, it's going to be Miller and Scoot being two and three. It's just a matter of how it's going to fall. Now, as far as the Spurs are concerned, there is talk about them moving up into the draft, and that's a possibility. But knowing the Spurs, uh, it's going to be have to be the right guy that somehow slid to where they want him and they think they can get him. Some talk about Anthony Black uh, as one of the players. Some are even saying the uh, kid Belio, Belio, who plays in the French League with Wimbanyaya as a guard, can't say his last name, um, may be a possibility. I mean, the Spurs are much, much smarter than I am, but I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a lot of draft capital and a lot of salary cap on – Prospects. I mean, and anyone in anyone anyone in the draft is a prospect. We don't know what they're going to turn out. Yeah. I mean, we all think Wembenyama is yeah. going to be generational talent. Yeah. We all think Brandon Miller is going to 
round out to something. We all think Scoot Henderson is really, 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 really good. Yeah. Odds are one of these three, or maybe even two of these three, are not going to pan out in the NBA. Well, you know, it is fodder for talking heads like us. Uh, I don't think that they'll move unless it's an absolute, I mean, if it's someone they're in love with. You know, they do have a plethora of point guards. Uh, I think a more dire need right now is something you mentioned a couple weeks ago, the need to maybe get that quality banger center, you know, to take the load off uh, Winbenyaya. And, you know, Zach Collins is a, He's a body, but he's not, you know, exactly the banger that, you know, I think they're going to need to. To protect him. Yeah, exactly. And and even even five years down the road, I think he's still going to need to have somebody paired up with him to take a lot of that inside the paint load off of him. And let, and let him be the positionless seven-foot-fiver seven that he is. Well, Phoenix made an inter- interesting trade. Um they basically got Bradley Beal the other day. They upgraded. They for, upgraded. For Chris Paul, and basically they got Bradley Beal for free because Washington Washington has already said we'll move Paul because um, basically I'm sure he wants to go with a contender, not a rebuild. And so, you know, maybe, you know, we've picked their pockets a number of times. Maybe we can get Paul as, as kind of a backup mentor point guard and trade them back, mm. trade them back one of their their second round picks they gave us. I don't. Or something. I mean, Paul's what thirty eight. I don't know if I want that it, with the Spurs and and for the Wizards that was a total salary dump. They needed to kill uh, Beal's salary. Yeah, no, it's and, and he's th- that was a horrendous deal for them. He was under a no trade uh, clause where he had the right to a any potential mm-hmm. trade so mm-hmm. total driver's seat i think he got some kind of max contract i think it helps phoenix i don't think it pushes them over the edge the problem with phoenix is they have they've got their their, their three you know everyone's looking for the three we had talked about mm-hmm. their big three they got beal they got booker and of course durant the problem is they have no role players now this is where the spurs may be able to come in and offer a package. I know they have talked about moving their center, their young center, DeAndre Ayton. Okay. A uh, big, strong kid. The problem with him is when he's good and on, he's really good and on, but he tends to fall asleep, too, at the wheel, like he did in the playoffs. And, you know, all you got to do is ask Steven Jackson, uh, Malik Rose, Dennis Rodman. If you fall asleep at the wheel, especially on the court, and you're not giving that 110% that Pop wants out of you, um, you're going to Siberia. So he is under a player-friendly contract Mm -hmm. for three years. And I think if they can possibly not give up too much capital and give uh, Phoenix the bevy of role players they need, the Dougie McDermott's, maybe maybe Malik Branham, um, Although I hate to give up on him after one year, but we do have some some role players to yeah. to, and that that's what they need because I mean, they they have yeah. no depth after their big three, and well, they they're really their well, depth gone. Kendrick Perkins on ESPN this morning actually, or yesterday after this trade was announced, he actually got on the air and said, "This makes the Suns odds-on favorite in the West." I 
No. You you and a lot of you and a lot of people disagree with him this morning. And that's well, obviously he wants something to talk about. Well, yeah. I mean, we all want something to talk about. I so. mean, Denver wanted fair and square. They they got to be the favorites. Um, we'll see what happens with Golden State. You know, the, the, there's a few players the Spurs could target. Man, this thing's really moving. A few things the per- Spurs could target as a free agent uh, choice. And, uh, boy, wouldn't it be funny after they pickpocketed Toronto to maybe get um, Pirtle on a free agent? Yeah, I mean. Uh, and Friendly, player-friendly player, player friendly deal. And I have no idea all the intricacies and everyone that's out there, but I would like them to spend. I don't want them to move up in the draft. I want them to spend money in free agency so that we are competitive immediately, whether it's I mean, at at least, at least a play in or a six seed coming up this year in Victor's first year and then competing to go deep in the second year. I got no beef with Pirtle. He'd be an excellent role model. He's a banger. Uh, he's a proven commodity with us. Yeah. He came in and did hard work. You got the guy from Milwaukee, too. He's available. Um, can't remember his name. Brooke um, got his last name. Promised I wouldn't forget it. But anyway, their center's available. But, yeah. you know, that's what they have to do. They're going to have to try to grab a center. I think that's a more pressing need at this moment than point guard. You know, let's see what happens with uh, Trey Jones. Let's see what happens with Malik Branham. If someone you really like falls in the draft, you know, you could still get a quality player at 31. I still, I possibly st- a project. You know? The only, I might, if I could find a developed center in the draft Brooke to Lopez go do that. Is who I was but, but I'm not, I, I wouldn't spend draft capital on a point guard. I don't think they're, they're tried, trued you know, tested, matured enough to lead a big NBA squad, not in their first year coming out of the draft. That's where I would spend free agency. Yeah. But anyway, so, so right now on the mocks, they have Brandon going at two and Scoot going at three. So Brandon going to the Charlotte and Scoot going to Portland. Oh, other interesting news out of Charlotte. You see uh, Michael Jordan selling his majority share in the Hornets. Yeah. I think that's been coming for a while. Yeah. Although, uh, at this point, the Atlanta Hawks may have supplanted Charlotte as the absolute worst-run NBA franchise. Well, you know, for the worst-run NBA franchise, Michael Jordan's still going to make probably $2 billion yeah. on his investment because he invested, when he bought a majority share, he spent $275 million for it. Just ask Jerry Jones. You don't have to have a good team to make money. Nope, absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. You ever heard of a guy named Lou Williams? Lou Williams? No, I have not. You know what's funny is... You, you know, haven't either? <laughs> pretty much until I saw he was retired. And then I said, let me look this guy up. And uh, yeah. quite, a, quite an NBA career. Three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year? 17 seasons? Yeah. Drafted directly out of high school directly by the 76ers, 45th overall. Look at his uh, points uh, in the NBA. I think he's uh, point-wise. 13.9, according 13. to Wikipedia. Good stats. I was seeing where he ranked all time. 24, 24 minutes per game. Boy, that's the kind of guy. He finished his career with almost 16,000 points, 131st in the NBA. Good for yeah, him. That's the kind of guy, just a quiet yeoman's work. You know that term, you were in the Navy. But that's pretty impressive, huh? 
And a lot of people, if you mention, I don't know who this guy is. The the, the yeoman, I wanted to give him a shout out. The yeomen on my ship were not very quiet. <laughs> were they very capable? They were very capable, but they were not very quiet. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be on that submarine right now that went down looking for the Titanic. Well, thankfully, it was a robo-sub, so there's nobody on it. <laughs> oh, I thought there were bodies. No, no, no. Were on that. No, that was a robotic submarine. Oh, well, then. It's not quite as exciting. I don't. I, I think it's been a few years since they since they put a uh, man man mission down there. It's all been. I thought. Hold it was on a, a second. Yeah, I thought it was a tourist. Thing oh my God! Doing. You're right. You're absolutely yeah. right. Wow, f- a tourist submarine with five people on it. Yeah, it's crazy. Pray for them. Well, okay. we'll stay with the basketball wow. mantra here for one last minute. Unless you got something, but you know, uh, growing up in the Dayton area. Bob Huggins was kind of an icon when he was the coach of University of Cincinnati. Got himself in a little trouble, got a DWI, kind of rehabbed his career. West Virginia, unfortunately, got another DWI and is out now. Well, so, that I mean, that coach. plus some of the crap that's come out of his mouth yeah, lately. Yeah, that, there's some other things going on. Yeah, so I think the DWI in and of itself, if it was just that, I think he probably does keep his job. But with everything else, I think, yeah, they were just like, please go. Point two one, you know, to be legally drunk, I think I, a cop told me one time you have to have two beers, two to three beers an hour for a period of like three hours straight. Point two one, this guy, my my not so good math is pounding liquor for four at a four an hour for like three or four hours. Apparently, according to stories, he was he was in the middle of the road trying to change his tire. Yeah, that hurts him. Yeah. Uh, Well, it's a shame he has to end his career like that, but it looks like it's over. Yeah. Well, he can redeem himself. Go to go to a good Catholic university and you can redeem yourself. They like redemption stories. So what else is on your mind? (laughs) What? You thought that was funny? I, was just, I guess. Okay. I know what else is on my mind. I came in, like I said, won't be here next, won't be here the rest of the week. Kind of wanted to talk about that NBA draft a little bit. Okay. Um, what else is going on? Not really. We're in the midst of the College World Series, which I'm not watching. Yeah, I don't care about that. Really. Uh, we had the U.S. Open. Yeah, which Watch is that. fairly anticlimactic. Well, it was anticlimactic. I mean, Rory Rory was charging and, and had that absolutely horrible hole to take him out of contention. Still came within a little bit. But he did have a sand trap break, like on the 14th hole, and he didn't capitalize. Yeah. He didn't have his chances. I would have liked to see Fowler win, you know. You know, he's been knocking around on the tour for a long time. See him get a win would have been kind of cool. Yeah, so apparently this kid, Wyndham Walker, or yeah, wins out of uh, Scottsdale. Clark? Parker, yeah. Clark? It's Clark. Clark. Wyndham Clark. Yeah, why do I want to say Parker? It sounds like some law firm or hotel chain. Yeah, I mean, from Scottsdale, Arizona. So That's cool. Yeah. An American wins it. Lives lives near Charles Barkley, apparently. No, if that's good or not. Well, it's Scottsdale, Arizona. Charles could get you in trouble. Charles has got lots of people in trouble. One of our friends. <laughs> well, Bob, I don't have anything else to talk about. I just wanted to go over that NBA stuff. Well, I mean, we have some we have some interesting things coming up. We have July 4th, so we have the hot dog eating competition. Is, is Chestnut going to retain his title? Um, 
Probably yes. And then and then my then my big thing every year is the Henley Royal Regatta for rowing. So I'm gonna be watching that a little bit. So yeah. I'm nodding off. Okay. Okay, pretty Row, pretty rowing. darn exciting stuff, man. So we won't nod off on this. Let's do it. If you okay. stick around this long through our abbreviated pod, you know we like to do sports trivia rules intensive. I won last week. I'll see if I can win two in a row. Okay. I'm going to give you baseball. You ready? Give me baseball, and then I'm going to come back with baseball. Okay. A catcher catches a pop-up, then falls into the dugout. Does the runner at first move up one base automatically? Catches? A catcher catches a pop-up, then falls into the dugout. Does the runner who's at first move up one base automatically? No, it's a dead ball. Yes. The ball is dead once the catcher falls into the dugout. The runner at first moves up one base without liability of being put out. So you were you were right in wait, 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 wait. I'm I'm gonna call foul on the question. Folks, if you're watching this and want to make a comment, that's that's what the rules say. I'm gonna call foul on the question because you catch a foul ball, ball is ball is dead at the point of the catch. If you catch a ball and fall into the dugout, you're already in foul territory. I don't know if there's some kind of dugout qualification. They did specify dugout. But at any rate, you didn't get the question. Okay. Right. Fine. Fine. I I yeah, okay. I'm going to call up an umpire later today. Uh, the batter lines a hot smash to the shortstop with a runner on first and one out. Shortstop catches the ball and drops it intentionally and easily turns a double play. Was this legal? If not, what happens? Infield ground rule. You can't do it. Both runners advance first to second, and the hitter's awarded first base. Actually, no. Yes and no. Probably the, the runner's out in the run. <clears throat> the ball is dead. The batter is automatically out. Oh. Runner does not advance. Really? So. <laughs> Apparently, it's a situation where we both got a question sort of right and sort of wrong. Right. So, we get one more? One more. Okay. Okay, I'll do pro football here because it's a short question. Okay. Can a tee be used by the kicking team after a safety? Can a tee be used by the kicking team after a safety? I want to say yes, it's a free kick, but the question is in here for somebody that's a little bit weirder, so I'm going to say no. You are correct. Good. I overthought it. Okay. For the tie or the win? John's ball, golf. I'm going to go to golf. All right. John's ball is lying behind a bunker, which he is going to putt through. There is a small pebble in the bunker in his line of play, may he remove it? Yes. You're absolutely right. We tie. There we go. All right, folks. Well, thanks for sticking around on our abbreviated version of To The Max Sports. Max may come in later in the week. I don't know. Until then, we will see you next week. And as always, OH. Peace out. I owe.